Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you each and every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be one of those podcasts. I can see it and feel it right now. Do you guys feel it too? Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't, got, just, we don't just take shit. We give shit. Yeah, you're a world-class <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for the guy who reached out on social and said, you love the podcast, you just wish I would stop swearing, I already apologize to you. There's going to be a bunch. Somebody reached this. out? Well, maybe that guy and this podcast do not mesh. Right. <laughs> for this one. For this right. specific well, maybe for episode. None of them, because I am grateful for the guy for reaching out and giving me his comments, but maybe that's one of the reasons why you listen to him. So listen, I have two amazing guests in the studio today. I have Jennifer Gluckow, welcome. Thank you. And the great Jeffrey Gittimer, the ultimate sales guru. There's three cameras to pick from, and Doug makes four. (laughs) We've never had six in our studio, so that in itself, maybe we get six in a phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll load up in there when we're off. Six and a half when you include the phone booth. (laughs) Yeah. And we are going to talk about the number, I don't know if you uh, guys see this on your podcast, Sell or Die podcast, but on this podcast, the number one listen to episodes are always sales tip based episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, cool. the, that's the crux of your podcast, but in this one, when, when we do that, and for those of you here in the roof upstairs, they are redoing the roof. And we're just going to... What they do is they knock holes in it first, and then they fix it. It's a, That's the Jersey it's way down, of yeah, exactly. That's how I grew up. <laughs> the roof has all in it. No, it will. <laughs> so it's a beautiful day in Dallas, Texas. You guys did bring some good weather. Thank you for that. Yeah, We've no had problem. 30 days of crap. You're wow. in town for your training session that's going on mm-hmm. on a Wednesday and Thursday. i got five guys from my office going to it. They're all excited. I'm excited to send them to it. Where else are you guys doing it? You were just in Philly doing it. Just did one in Philly. Uh, going to We did one in Chicago. We're doing one in Atlanta, and that'll be it for 2018. And we're going to do a dozen or so in 2019. In 2019. Bigger cities, yeah. you know, St. Louis. New Orleans. Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Well, I don't know. We don't want to go that big, that quick. <laughs> so the thing I think that is most amazing uh, for me in my experience with your content, Jeffrey, is that, I mean, I, I, I've been listening to it for a long, long time. Thank you. I mean, I have learned a tremendous amount about the art of selling. I do believe selling is an art form. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you? No. You believe you're either born a salesperson or you're not? I think that selling is a science. It's repeatable. It's learnable as a science. If there is an art to the selling process, it's never letting the other person feel like they're being sold. Mm -hmm. And from that, my number one sales quote has been, people don't like to be sold, but they love to buy. So when you go out to get a car, you don't say, honey, let's go get sold a car. You say, let's go buy a car. Let's get sold a truck. No, let's go buy a truck. Let's get sold a dress. No, let's go buy a dress. So I, I take the buy side of that, and that's the scientific part because you're trying to mentally make the person feel neutral enough to be able to make the buy. But we agree that it is a learned oh, yeah. skill. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We totally yeah. agree that you may have the gift of gab, but you still need to understand the science of selling. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think enough people spend enough time on it. And that's why you end up with a with a one year sales yeah. trained guy with a twenty year sales career. <laughs> okay, but but 
there is a persuasion aspect of this that has to be taught in terms of how you converse with someone else to get them to see your side. Yeah. Persuade, persuasion has a dark side and a light mm -hmm. side. So my little green book of Getting Your Way is the only positive book on persuasion ever written. Mm -hmm. All the rest of it is like this dark, hypnotic, you know, how to... It's, There's it's, a lot of persuasion stuff out there that's manipulative and just yeah. dirty. So how, what is an example of how you can persuade someone without coming across as dark? Asking questions. Okay. What would please you the most? Yeah. What would make you the happiest on the planet? Could you see yourself living here? Yeah. Yeah. When exactly. someone starts answering those questions, they're actually selling themselves. Mm -hmm. I can give you a classic example as when you talk about real estate. Someone comes in, they want to buy a home. First question a, a real estate person will say is, do you have a home to sell? <laughs> or do you have a mortgage right now? Uh huh. What's your what's your monthly payment? <laughs> Have you ever missed a payment? Like, dude, I want to buy a fucking house. <laughs> and yeah, that Twitter guy should definitely not be listening to this okay, episode. So <laughs> then the sales guy says, "Well, I'm just trying to help you," and I say, "No, you're trying to qualify me." Right. Totally. So don't qualify anybody. Just like them. Mm -hmm. Now let's take the same guy. And Mr. And Mrs. Jones walk in and they're looking for a home. And the guy says, sit down, let's have a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm not really interested in a cup of coffee right now. I just want to see a house. I said, well, before we go, I have one question to ask each of you. Tell me about the bedroom that you grew up in. Mm, interesting question. By the time they're done with those questions, they need a cup of coffee. Wow. Because they're Very thinking about their mom and their question. dad if they're still alive or their siblings that they had fights with in the bedroom. Ah. And then I'm going to follow up with saying, if, you know, if they have children, is that the kind of bedroom you want for Billy? Mm, got it. Now I'm two questions into the sale, and I'm totally emotional. Now let's go take a look at a house. Yeah, so yeah. Work, work with me on this then. I need the commission. I, I have to qualify everybody. I can't slow it down and have coffee and ask these these you know sort of childhood questions. I got to make my money. You're thinking short term if that's the case. If you want to make commission long term and, and really build a book of business, an amazing book of business, you have to think long term and stop qualifying people. Mm. Just start building relationships. Mm. The, the, the sales guy who pushes for the sale becomes an aggressor. Mm -hmm. And the customer is like, I brought my silver cross with me. <laughs> <laughs> and holy water. <laughs> yeah, and I'm about to put it on your forehead. <laughs> you don't want that when you go someplace. You can sense it. You walk into a car dealership and the guy, you, you're looking for a new car today? Do you want to lease or buy today? Do you have a trade-in today? <laughs> What's your budget today? And the guy goes, no, I have a piece of paper that I know exactly what I want. Right. And if you could please take this to your daddy and see if he'll say, okay, I can walk out of here with a car. <laughs> Listen, this is have a guy who worked for us. He, he came to us from the car business. And he said that uh, in the early days of the internet, when people would print off everything, their invoice and all of that, yeah. and they would mm -hmm. walk in with their invoice, he kept saying to himself, who is this internet guy? Because I'm going to kick his ass when I find out who this guy is, right? But it's an amazing thing, which brings me to this next topic, which I want to give you a tremendous amount of credit for. You have been able to morph with the times in your craft of sales training. And True. it's important for me to say that because I'm going through the realization that I'm not so sure I've morphed with the times. 
like I've got staff that's telling me, no, it's really not how it goes anymore, boss. That's really not what everyone thinks anymore, boss. Maybe there is a better way than just dialing for dollars out of the yellow pages like you did it. I got mm -hmm. a buddy, Jeffrey, or, um, RJ Grimshaw, who is the CEO of a, of a large equipment finance company. Uh, they don't do any cold calling anymore at all. They only do preparation for the phone call. So they're on LinkedIn, they're on Facebook, they're all over Google long before the phone call is made. So I give you a lot of credit for being able to morph with the times and be able to be self-aware enough to recognize that in order to find new audiences and develop new strategies, you gotta, you gotta come, come with the new thought process. Well, three words, New York City. <laughs> uh, I began selling there in the 70s, the early 70s, and I cold called people and I developed all of my innovative strategies from those sales calls. Then when I began to put information out, um, sales information, write a column, I've booked 2,500 corporate speeches in the last 20 years, never made a sales call. Mm -hmm. People call you if they feel you can help them. So we get calls from the Matt Moneros of the world who want to put me on their podcast or whatever they want to do or come onto my podcast, and that creates momentum in the marketplace where someone else says, oh, I got to get that guy too. And one thing snowballs yeah. to the next. And if I'm cold calling somebody, the average guy who cold calls, the average woman who cold calls, when they get to a decision maker, they have, they're so shocked that they got there, they have no idea what to say. Uh, 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 th uh, thank, uh, thanks for taking my call. They have no <laughs> idea what the top five things the customer is going to say to them. They're exactly. Not and they're not they say, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I could just have a few minutes of your time. <laughs> okay. I'm busy. Boom. <laughs> you got through and blew it. Yeah. So, so, so what are you saying though? Because I, I think if I unpack that a little bit, Jeffrey, what you're saying is that because you learned it street smarts yep. and then you evolved to becoming a thought leader on it, mm -hmm. now the thought leader status that you achieved is what's actually filling the pipeline and spinning Yeah, and wheel. people can relate to it because I'm street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I'm genuine street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm, you know, bang on doors in Manhattan because you took a freight elevator to somebody's place and they go, how'd you get in here? That was their main, who are you? Um, you just got up at the wrong I'm floor. here for the show, yeah. Um, I, and I learned literally on accident, I be, before I really learned the science of selling, I um, made leisure furniture, I made beanbag chairs in the late 60s. And I go into Bloomingdale's department store in New York City, walk into the furniture buyer with the bag over my shoulder, big, huge bag, fur bag, and he looked up at me, who the hell are you? I said, have you ever sat in a beanbag chair? He goes, uh, no. I said, why don't you try this? And he does, and I go, cool, huh? Yeah, here's the order form, could you fill it out? <laughs> and that was my close. And literally, I could close somebody in three minutes who I, he didn't even know my name. By the way, who are you? Yeah, right. By the way, who are you? That's mm -hmm. the thing that you want. And it's just so you learn those innovative strategies just by using your balls, because you're in New York, and if you don't use your balls in New York, you lose. But to Jennifer's point, there, there, a lot of people might look at that as shady if you didn't have a good product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the key is, in that situation, 
you better have both a little bit of cojones and a damn good product yeah right and for the ladies out there you too can have balls yes. just for the record that's true <laughs> you so, have to have content you have to have product you have to have quality and then you can use your balls but if you only use your balls you lose and you have to have a multi-pronged approach so like when i started out selling i know i i am i look young but cold calling was the thing it's that Jen. was how you Jen, yeah it's because you are young <laughs> <laughs> but, okay whatever so cold calling was the thing right that was how you got in and then i began to realize the power of linkedin and that i could connect with these people all over the world okay and as long as we could speak the same language and share common values and give them and give them value and all of a sudden it opened up a whole new world for prospecting for me as a salesperson and that's when i realized okay if i double down my efforts and i'm doing cold calling and linkedin and twitter writing. outreach and writing articles and and delivering youtube videos and all these other things now people are going to be attracted to me and are going to want to reach out and talk to me it's not just going to be me cold calling they're coming to me for help so that was a cool realization and i think you said you're not so sure if you're up with the times but like you have a podcast okay podcast is the times Hold podcast is the now no you have your coffin <laughs> <laughs> i mean Dude, well, I knew. Think, wait a second. If anything's <laughs> more futuristic than that, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you have a very successful business, and that business was built on tradition. Mm -hmm. That business was built and from a father-son situation. Like a guy grew up and he was a driver, and his son becomes a driver. And so now you're dealing with the same, the father's going, no, that's not how we did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's always... It's hard to admit that I'm at that age, though, where actually I've been in the game so damn long that I'm sort of saying, the key to that, everybody should understand what we're talking about here, the key to that is to not rule with the iron fist, though. It's mm. the ability to back up and say, okay, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Matt Monero was friends with Henry Ford. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> But but I think that you I think that you have a situation where you can't always listen to people that are giving you advice when you're making money. Well, let me tell you the biggest problem that happens in this office is I'm the owner. Yeah. I own all the shares of this organization and whether some people think that's an egotistical statement or not, it is true. Why is that yeah. a problem? Because invariably <laughs> everybody says it's going into Matt's pocket. And oh that's a very transparent. Oh, that's crazy. No, no, it does. It happens a lot. There's no question about it. Now, maybe I just told you something that indicates that I'm not up with the times because maybe a lot of people in this office don't feel like that. But me as the owner starting it from zero, mm -hmm. I look at it like that. And I wish it, I didn't look at it like that because it's not um, true from my standpoint, right? I don't look at it as how do I wring enough money out of this place to feed my coffers. I never look at it like that. But you Hell, have I, the, I, I, I never missed a payroll in 23 years except for mine. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. exactly. But the sweat equity that you have, no one can really understand. Right. Yes. They, no right. one knows that you go home with the keys. Yeah. That when the bank payment is due, <laughs> yep. they're not looking at them. Right. You know, your your right. your sales manager doesn't go, oh, we don't have enough money for payroll, Matt. Don't worry, I'll go up to my house. I got plenty of money. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, no, those yeah. worries yeah. are real. Yeah. Those not worries happening. are real. Yeah. So I get that. 
I've, I've only been in business for myself for 53 years. <laughs> I don't know now you're work- sounding old, honey. Yeah, now I don't know whether it's working <laughs> or not. I'm going to do another 53 and then that's it. I'm going to quit. And you don't always pay yourself enough, but you always have the equity. And you always have the opportunity mm-hmm. that someone else will not have because they won't take the risk. Mm-hmm. Or they won't, they, they won't put themselves in harm's way or in, in jeopardy of not achieving or performing. Yeah. Right. But right. I don't know that that even really applies that much anymore because I think there are some incredible opportunities to be the entrepreneur inside a different organization. Like, like my number one guy would never want to trade places with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I've asked him countless times, why don't you become the salesman? And just, he's like, are you crazy? He's like, just leave me alone, boss. I'm good. Yeah. I make more money than I ever thought possible. I have a lot of respect in the organization. I have a lot of freedom. I get to run my own business inside of your business. Um, I'm good. I'm happy. And I say, damn, I wish I could be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Please trade places. Please. But that's places. the new way to work. That, I think, is the best opportunity if you are in the workplace right now, moving up through an organization, and you have the opportunity to become an entrepreneur, I love that word, within the organization, hell yeah. All of what we're talking about You don't have the risk associated with it. Exactly. There's no risk. You only have the reward if you work You don't have the overhead. You get to use their operations (laughs) department, their IT department, their accounting department, their marketing department, Uh and you get to to play to to your superpower if we want to use a cliche word. Exactly. Yeah, well, let's look at it this way. A little little cold in here. Can you turn the heat up? (laughs) (laughs) And they don't pay the fucking heat bill at the end of the month. Dude, I'm with you on that. But there are some people that can't do it any other way, and I was one of them, and you were one of them too. And I don't know about you, Jen, but I know that for me, it was impossible for me to work for somebody. I was the worst employee in the world. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I'm loud, I'm bossy, and I swear. And you knew, and you do it better than the guy who was cutting your check. Oh yeah. (laughs) From the time I was five, I said, people would say, "What do you want to do when you get when you're older?" I said, "I want to own my own business." What, what kind of business? What are you going to do? Are you going to go into your parents' business? Nope, I have no idea, but I'm going to own my own business. Those were my only... Well, your dad was an entrepreneur? Your parents were entrepreneurs? Oh, yeah. They um, printed and manufactured books. So they oh, had a 200-person printing facility oh to, in, for books. in Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my dad started it with my grandpa. Mm. And then my mom got involved, and the business really took off. They sold it, stayed on for 10 years. I mean, it was amazing. No I grew kidding. Up my grandparents worked there. My cousin worked there. My dad mm. worked there. I mean, it was real family business. Jewish business. <laughs> what kind of what was oh, the, what kind of books did they write? <laughs> You're a little far away. What kind of books uh, were most any any genre of special? Yeah, they printed actually a lot of Jewish religious books. Oh, okay. They were the official Jewish printer for the Rebbe in Brooklyn. Ah, and also nice niche. Yeah, and college textbooks. Mm. They yeah. told everyone they were going to sell them at wholesale. <laughs> And that's how they got the business. No, no, no. It's whole, Bernie, it's wholesale. No. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's a hell of a pitch. It's a great pitch. It's, it's like a two-word pitch. We're friends. Yeah. I always will give you a discount. So big takeaway that we already covered today. I need the audience to hear us on this. You must deliver something. You said the word value. My interpretation of value is content. Mm that is a, is above the sale. It's perceived value. If you think it's valuable and I don't think it's valuable, 
any value. Yeah, it's a great yeah. point. We pushed out so much content that I thought, this is the one. Everybody's going to want this. And we're but here's, like, any here's, downloads today? No. <laughs> yeah. But here's the deal on that. Um, the customer's perception is your reality. Yeah. And Great point. And that has to, to you know, many companies have a value prop. Like, seriously? If it has the word we in it, get rid of it. Because mm -hmm. that ain't valuable. Mm -hmm. What you do has no meaning to me. I want to make a profit. I want to have no problems. I want to have great morale. I want to have customer loyalty. I want to have employee loyalty. And if your stuff doesn't tell me about that, I want to have better productivity. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And your report card is not just who's downloading it and how many downloads it's getting, but how many shares it's getting. So if I find it valuable and now I'm sharing it with my five friends. You're talking on social. As yeah, on exactly. Social. Or even just emailing like, guys, you got to download this link or, mm. you know, messaging it out. Now all of a sudden it's getting traction because it is valuable. Here's the one thing I have learned in all this um, content push that we're doing, which, you know, when the banks come in town who buy our loans, they're always amazed, right? They're, they're amazed that we're doing this. And I say the reason we do this is because you guys can't. Do you know right. how long it would take a well, publicly traded bank to put this stuff through marketing and legal and all that oh, yeah. stuff? Right. Actually, they won't. <laughs> like, even if they could, they still wouldn't mm. because it doesn't make any sense for them. They're in the transaction business, not the value business or even the loyalty business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they should be. Yeah. I mean, and by the time they would get it approved, it wouldn't be relevant. Yeah, well, that's the, <laughs> that's the beautiful part. It's one of the reasons it's, it's my way to stick it to them, too. And let I them love know it. That, you know, we get to do something that you guys don't. But just recently, we had a very large um, transportation company. They have 2,300 owner-operators, which is big. Could be a one-truck guy. Could be a guy with five trucks. You don't know. Um, reach out to us because they saw our truck video of me pulling a big rig in our parking lot. And that whole thing came about where we had a customer who who bought a truck from another customer and the customer who sold it dropped it off here because we have plenty of parking. That's why we're in this space because you can pull five big rigs up front and nobody has to worry about a ticket, right? Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Guy drops off his truck and a couple days before the new guy came to pick it up and I drove in more and I said, hey, there's a truck in our parking lot. We should do something with that. And I said, let me go home and get a rope. And one guy goes, I got a rope in my pickup truck. <laughs> I said, hook it up to that bumper. Get out here with the video camera. And I pulled the big rig. And this guy saw that video. Hopefully in neutral. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder to pull in her in But then, then what we ended up doing was we ended up bringing everybody in, and they all started pulling on it as well, and we turned it into a teamwork kind of a video. Oh, right? cool. But the guy saw that video and called me and said, I saw that video. I watched a bunch of your other stuff. I love what you guys are doing. I want to put a deal together where you offer financing to our 2,300 owner-operators. That video closed that deal before he and I ever talked. The deal was done yeah. off of that video and the other stuff that he saw. So you never really know how all of it works. And so that's why this is real important. You got to give a shit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard when you do a live and there's five people on it. You're mm -hmm. like, what am I doing You this have for? to be able to innovate instantly. You saw the truck. Yeah. You saw the pull. You saw the whole, way before that was ever shot, it was a thought. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, I can do this. Oh, it's going to look cool. Oh, hurry up and go get it. Oh, you have a rope? Welcome to my place. <laughs> you know? And um, where's... It's uh, none of my business, but where's the rope? Where's the rope from it? Yeah. 
what was in one of our workers' pickup trucks. Get it. Send it to that customer. No, no, no. Give him a hundred bucks. At least put it on the freaking wall. Hang the rope. Yeah. <laughs> That's Funny. cool. That's cool. And you could even turn it into a noose. Like, <laughs> sale? No sale. <laughs> but you know what? So many people are so serious when it comes to business. And, like, that just shows who you are. Right? You're having fun. I was that day, for sure. There's a lot of days where I don't have fun in here, though. I'm telling you, there's a lot of days where I'm just in a constant state of pissed offness. Yeah. I'm just always a little bit agitated. How do I get through that? Hundred days a year? year? Am I like that a hundred days a year? Yeah. Probably. Well, what do you do to, to set your attitude? Do you do anything? Do you have a routine? I'm just always worried about the next level. How do we get to it? I'm never satisfied where we are. I, I believe satisfied where you are, complacency, I call it false positive. I think it's very dangerous. I, I need to be a little bit agitated to be at my best. Hmm. I know that about myself. I need a little bit of back to my wall. And if it isn't real, I have to manifest it. I have to sort of create that my back is to the wall, you know? Does that seem a little strange? No, but you can come over to our house. We could use a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's too fucking happy in our joint. <laughs> so it causes a little bit of problem because the new group here doesn't, uh, they don't really resonate with that. It doesn't, it's not, it's not ringing the best they out of them. They don't understand where you came from. Yes. Right. And right. that's not their fault. No. No. No, because they came from a place where they got a participation ribbon. But also, yeah. they may thrive under and be, be more creative and be better at selling in when they have, you know, great attitudes. Totally. In a kinder, gentler environment. There's yeah. no question about it. That's why yeah. it's sometimes better for me to not be in the sales meetings. That's cool that because, you know that, though. But you know what's really cool <laughs> is that people in this organization have told me that. That's what's really cool That's to me awesome. about it, yeah. is that people feel comfortable enough to be like, we're hey. going to send you a case of little gold books of yes attitude. Yes. And you can have, in your weekly meeting, you can have the five-minute attitude section. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. where people will see that you're cool. Yeah. Why don't you Then all... you can be pissed off. Wait, wait. In my own misery. Yeah. But just save it for the group. You have, we were just walking around your office, and you have these really cool awards and all this stuff all over. Why don't you play the attitude game? You can compete. Your whole team, everyone in the office, it's not just salespeople, everyone, can compete on the attitude game. Mm. And there's a leaderboard. It's really freaking cool. And it's that's based in the, off that's of in Jeffrey's. The book? No, it's an no. app. We have an app with the oh, game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on. And Let's go through this because I want everybody to understand this. Where's yeah. the app? Where do we get the app? One, well, you so, get the app from us. You yeah. call us up on the phone and we'll get you the app. Okay. It yep. costs $10 per month per person. Okay. And yep. what does it give me? It gives you... The little gold book of yes attitude turned into a game. Okay. The little red book of selling turned into a game. Mm. And you play the game for your own score, but you're also competing against Bob and Mary mm. and to see who's the best attitude or the best salesperson. And we have had, we've played thousands of the games. And people will, you get three games a day. They'll take no, five minutes. Kidding. Yeah. People will get up at 12.01 in the morning. Because you get the new set of games, and they want to be at the top of the leaderboard. It gets no so competitive, and no it's oh, it's awesome. And it, it does change out. the culture really fast. I want to check this out. We do things around here. We say we we have this giveaway, uh, see something, say something. 
see somebody doing something great, just say something, then we give all the. I thought it was an airport. You were thinking something else. I'm thinking of airports. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, I don't know why I'm going through this self-reflection. I think it's it's this final piece of the torch. I think right, which was, which was my ability to to step away from the business and see. My wife used to always say to me, "You're so much bigger than your business. One day you'll realize it." And I, and I used to believe her, and I, I love her for saying that, but I actually think she had it opposite. I think now the business has gotten bigger than me. Yeah. Hmm. And that is a really weird thing. This place runs on its own. But it doesn't need that, me as but much. But you built it to be able to run on its own. I and that's- torched it to be able to do that. Prior to that, I was Superman. Everything had to go. And I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it. And I guess what I'm saying is it's actually now in that really mature phase. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, you talked about it on our podcast about yeah. torching your business, and one of the reasons that we fell madly in like with you <laughs> is because you had the balls to yeah. do yeah. what you felt was the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. It was and, best, yeah. the best business decision I ever did. Yeah, that takes that is so cool. courage, not just balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have mm-hmm. family, you have payments, you have you oh, know, life just like everybody else. Yeah, all yeah. Um, and when you become successful, you, I know this is a surprise, but your cost of living goes up. <laughs> <laughs> the machine needs. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> just a gardener, you know. <laughs> but but you have to look at it from the perspective of if you can't wake up in the morning and be the happiest person on the planet about what you're doing and what your direction is, you got to change directions. Mm-hmm. You got to take. I thirty five West. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, it's a tougher road when you're the king. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that guy anymore. And I think the business has spoken, like the they say on that show. And I think it's um, uh, I've got some great people in here who who remind me um, you're being called to do something else. You know. Yeah. This guy says it right here. He says, "You're this part of what we're doing here. This is part of an element of the of the journey that was predestined for me to be on for a little while, and mm-hmm. I need to go a little deeper in it and let it ride and mm-hmm. just let it run." You're good at it. Yeah, yeah you Thank are. you for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy says it's a calling, and he says I need to just be open to answer it for a little bit. Yeah. Would you I, say that? Yeah, you I don't know how <laughs> we got on me and off the audience and all that stuff. It's all good. We, we love talking that, about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, My wife hates talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids do. <laughs> but I think that the the challenge that you have is doing it within the the confines of your business to where your people are lifting you up rather than being scared. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, Matt's leaving. What do you mean Matt's leaving? Well, you know, you have to have the presence here. Yeah. And because you certainly have the philosophy, you've certainly instilled the core values and put the mission together to be able to make them do that. And now it's a matter of you getting to that next level and making sure that the three or four people that can replace your efforts on a daily basis are schooled to do it, but know that, that their daddy is always there. When did you do that in your, in your business, though, when you, when you said, I'm going to really let my writings and my content flourish more than just me doing the, the closing and all that. Some things have no goals. It just happened. Mm. Um, I didn't have any control, <clears throat> excuse me, I had no control over what I did. Um, when I learned how to sell, I realized that I loved it and I made a goal, be the best. 
when I started to write, I go, oh, this is cool. I really love this. I just want to be the best. And when I started to speak, I said, oh, this is really cool. I just want to be the best. And what happens is they begin to combine with one another and you evolve or you emerge to the next level without ever making a goal about it. You don't mm. have to, I didn't shred anything. I just moved. Mm. And somebody one day, you know, <laughs> I got called one day when I started to write my column in the, in the paper. This is 1992, maybe 93, but in that genre. Some guy called me up and wants me to give a speech in Dallas. I said, and he goes, what's your full day fee? I said, 5000 That's a lot of money. He goes, um, I, had no, I had no references whatsoever. I said, do you need any references? He goes, no, I read your column. Mm, yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and, and I said, well, look, here's the deal. You make a check out to me, and you take it in the back of the room when I'm speaking, and you hold it between <laughs> these four fingers, and if I suck... You rip it in half. Mm. And he goes, cool. I said, but if I'm great, you double it. <laughs> no kidding. I get off the plane, and it was when you could meet someone at the plane. Right. He hands me a check for 5000 <laughs> <laughs> He didn't Literally. want to take a chance of having to Literally. double it. <laughs> and, I love that. And that's what happens when, you have, when your reputation precedes you. Now, you've already got... The stuff that most people would die for. Mm. And this title? That's Come on. good. You need that more money. So oh, good. God. That is so good. Are you kidding me? But, you know, there becomes a, a point in every entrepreneur's journey where they have to decide, should I leave what I'm doing to go full into my entrepreneurial passion, whatever that might be, or should I keep doing this? Just do it a yeah. little bit, tiptoe in, do it a little bit, do it a little bit. Yeah. And, and there becomes a point where, in my opinion, based on my experience, you just know. Like I was at a company for six and a half years and I was at the top of my game. And for the last year, even though I was good at it, it wasn't fulfilling for me anymore. It wasn't my passion anymore. And I knew that I wanted to impact more people, but I was scared to leave because I was making really good money at 20 something years old. And like Jeffrey said earlier, my bills got expensive. <laughs> and so like, you know, I'm living in New York City, living the life, making amazing money. And it's like, do I take that risk? Yeah. And have zero income and wait, not just have zero income, but have to you'd have invest. to eliminate you'd have to eliminate three words. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'll take two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then I, I realized, oh, and I'm gonna have to invest in this new, you know, venture and figure that out. And so I for a year and a half tiptoed between yeah. am I gonna do something or am I not? Am I yeah. gonna do and then finally I just quit. Well, what I know for sure is the success of my business and the success of the people in it is because we all went all in. Like, no prisoners, no questions asked. This is it. Mm -hmm. Burn them. This is how we're going to go for it. This is the footprint we're going to make. So going from success to succession is where you need to grow. Mm -hmm. Why don't you, you pick up your pen? Are you about to write that down? I don't, yeah, like I, that? I, I, he wants to thank you for that one, too. I like that one. <laughs>
That one's hot. Like success to succession, it's killer. Yeah, that Listen, is. Listen, it's the it's a huge problem with film, people. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a massive problem that people have after X period of time, whether mm-hmm. for you it was six and a half years, yeah. for me it's twenty three years. Yep. What is the next step? And the challenge is do you have the guts to what I call torch what you like to you get already, what you bullshit. You already know what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. And you already have a business that will at some point run kind of on its own. It'll still need your input, but not as much. Right. And you don't have to come in and um, kvetch every day about what the hell is happening. In this no, I'm late to the game, man. Yeah. I mean, the business is already there. I'm yeah. the one who isn't quite there on it yet. Uh, I, the business is already there, and the people in the business are saying, uh, you're here again today? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. You don't have to be here. It's okay. And, and what's weird, though, in all honesty, is that, that that is hard for a guy like me to understand. It's not an ego play. It's a resourcefulness it's from nothing play it's it could all go away if i'm not there and it's a weird transition from successful to succession is that what you said yeah yeah Yeah. it's a weird transition and i don't think think. i love it jeffrey thinks in book titles i love it it's cool for you i think it's awesome for me i don't have the answer for that you might have no you you have the process no you have the answer you just haven't admitted it yet I you, agree with that. You already yeah. gave me You've the answer. You've already told us the answer. It's right. on camera if you rewatch this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or so, listen. <laughs> so um, for Matt's listeners, uh, this is an exercise in what you need to do to grow to your next level. Mm-hmm. You need to see where you are, what your happiness is, what your risk factor is. What are the things that are bugging you that you don't have right now that you're really striving for? And what are you really willing to do? And if you tell me, well, I'll do anything it takes, that's a bullshit answer. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be specific about what you're willing to do and how you're willing to do it and make that game plan so that it becomes a reality. Because anything it takes is not a good structure. Well, I tell you, one, one thing that I use and I think other people should use more of it too is you have to visualize the future based on the present. Mm -hmm. In other words, could I deal with it for another 10 years, another six and a half years? So in your situation, if someone told you that at six and a half years in, if someone said, Jen, could you see yourself doing this job for another six and a half years? Your answer would have been like, no freaking way, right? Mm -hmm. There's no chance, boom, there's your answer. Right. Yeah. So a key factor to me is I always want to visualize, like I visualize the next 23 years and it cannot be like the last 20 years. However, you'll justify another year. Yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. want to point out one word, and that is deal. Could you deal with it? Did I just say deal? Yeah, deal. Yeah. Deal. You don't want to wake up every day, go into your job, so even if it's the company that you it's own, so damn true. and quote deal yes, with it. You want to wake up no, every day loving what, so you what you do. Deal with said. it has a first name. Fucking deal. With it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And so when you're thinking like that, you have to think, okay, it's time for me not to quit, but to make a transition. To transition. Yeah. And that's, it's not a matter of stopping. It's a matter of transitioning. But I don't want to be tough on on the audience too much, but I have, I'm ridiculously hardcore on this and you must see it a lot in your, in your training sessions as well. I don't think people do give a shit enough and I don't think they commit hard enough and I don't think they actually dive head first, all in, burn the boats 
on whatever that career path is. And so before you know it, you're you've, correct. You've limped in and 20 years passed. But by, that's, and you got that's why to such a small mm -hmm. percentage of people do it. Right. They're not willing to take the financial risk. They're not willing to take the economic risk for themselves, the lifestyle risk. They're not willing yeah. to really risk They're not it. willing to take a step back to take a couple forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's real. I get it. And by the way, the older we get, the more difficult that becomes Speak too. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, man. When you got the big house and the kids in college and all that sort of stuff, it's yeah. much more difficult to yep. do it. It totally it is. The time to do it is when you have not that much to lose. Yeah, which is earlier. Yeah. Or you just can't deal with it anymore. Right. You can't fucking deal with it. Not another minute. I can't take it. That's it. Just bring the lighter fluid, burn the bitch. Cook I it mean, up. just take a piece of paper out and write down, what do I love doing the most? Or just do it anyway. You'll be all right. <laughs> Exactly. Really, it'll yeah. all work itself if out. Have, if you yeah, got any, you, if no. you got any chops, it'll be all right. Boom. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, in any of this, whether it's books or it's selling or it's whatever, most of the time it's not going to be as bad as you think. It's if you're be. doing mm -hmm. what you love, it won't be hard work. It will be a passion, mm -hmm. and the passion creates all of the dynamics in the entire process. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's interesting stuff. I didn't think we'd be talking about this today. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I came over and I, I was going to hawk a book. I thought, you, <laughs> what I thought we were Jeffrey? just going to have coffee. That's it. Talk for a little bit. But we're talking right. about some interesting stuff. It is. And it's life stuff. Yeah. All right. You were going to say something on my podcast. You were about to take over my podcast. All right. You're going to tell <laughs> yeah, us no, where no, we're no. going. Take I, it we'll over. It. Let's go. Well, no, let's, let's go to lesson two. Cool? So <laughs> Matt right. and I will shoot the shit about Okay, bye. You want me to leave? Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye. You know what to do, how to edit and stuff hey, like that? Yeah, we you, let it all go. You. You're welcome. So Thanks for being awesome. here. Amazing discussion you. today. I love yeah. it. Amazing cool. discussion. Thank you. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.